0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Burgess Podcast, the show where we are opening up conversations about life at sea, discussing hot topics within the industry, as well as offering mental health support and promoting well-being for crew. We also have our very own in-house recruitment team, so if you or anyone you know is currently looking for a new position, please send your updated CV to recruitment at or check out our recruitment posts on Instagram at Burgess Yacht Crew. Embarking on a new journey after a fulfilling career in yachting can be both exciting and challenging. In this episode, we are joined by ex-captain Mark Upton, who shares his expertise on how to navigate this unique transition. Mark is the founder of Crew Family Office, and throughout this chat, we explore the valuable services his company offers to support Crew in navigating the complexities of post-yachting life. Whether you're seeking guidance on financial management, strategic planning, or just general business insights, this episode is a treasure trove of knowledge for a crew looking to set sail on a new and successful chapter. Hi, Mark. Thank you so much for joining us. How have you been? How are you?
1: Very well, thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Brilliant. No, thank you so much for joining us. It's a topic that I think a lot of crew will be so interested in talking about. And I don't think it's actually talked about enough in the industry, you know, financial support for crew. There's not a lot of places for crew to go to, is there?
1: No, there's not. And the reason we exist is for that very reason. You know, I'm your classic example of somebody who spent quite a few years working on yachts and did everything wrong. The tax side of things the banking, investment, savings, all that kind of thing. So if, if you could write a book on what not to do with your money when you work on yachts, then there'd be a picture of me next to it. And you know that's that's the reason Crew family Office started is to try and help crew get it right because working on yachts does give you a really good opportunity to get ahead financially. And what we're here to do is help crew do that
0: yeah and offer guidance and and support so 12 years as a captain how did you know the time was right to come ashore
1: it's a really interesting one i think everybody thinks it's the right time and the first time i left yachting was a bit of a spur of the moment thing and i thought yeah i want to do something else and we've <laughs> realized over the years that most people leave yachting twice the first time is a spur-of-the-moment thing. You know, somebody set up a business or there's a job going that they think they might want to do and actually it's all a bit of a shock and doesn't work out. And you go back to Yachts. This time, I'll make a plan. I was exactly the same. First time, it didn't work out. Second time, probably two years before I left Yachts, I knew what I wanted to do. And I was lucky in the last job I had I had a rotational job, so I I got two months off every two months, and I would come home and I would apply for jobs and I would talk to people and interview and go through the process of getting a shore-based job, but it it took a lot of time. But I knew I was ready. I'd, I'd been doing it for a while. You know, I started out on sailing yachts, finished on motor yachts, didn't spend that much time as a captain, but by the time I got to that position, I'd been doing it a while and I was ready for a change most people don't do it forever and so second time round i think it worked out all right
0: yeah so was it a difficult decision for you to come ashore
1: the decision wasn't difficult it was finding the job i wanted that was what yeah. took a while
0: no absolutely coming off yachts is a is a big change for crew and you mentioned your company uh, crew family office they assist with this transition so what should crew be thinking about before they make the leap to come ashore what should the plan be
1: so there's two ways of looking at it our key thing and you know it's a word we've, we've mentioned a few times already it's planning everybody likes to think that their lives are nice and free and easy and relaxed and you know you're working on a yacht you can go from one job to the next and travel the world and it's it's great and it really is a great job but making the most of your life after yachting involves some planning during your life in yachting so the thing that we focus on you know all the way from when crew first join us as you know brand new crew so their first job on a yacht we help them with everything they need to understand. So, you know, from bank accounts through to foreign exchange, through to investment, you know, whatever it happens to be, it's all planning. And the idea is, yes, there's an element of making your life easier whilst you're working on yachts, but the main focus is what are you going to do when you're finished? So our whole approach is working towards the end goal of when you leave yachts, what do you want to do? There's, there's lots of crew don't have a clue which is absolutely fine and as you go through your career you know you meet hundreds of people everybody will work on a few yachts in their career you know the average number of crew on yachts these days is probably 15 20 plus so you're surrounded by all sorts of people in all sorts of different situations from all sorts of different countries and so it's a great way to to learn about other people's opinions, attitudes, experiences, all that kind of thing. And what we do is we try and help them put it all together into a package that makes sense. So you might get one crew member who says, I'm going to work on yachts. I'm going to save as much as I possibly can. I'm going to invest into property and that property will pay me a wage for the rest of my life when I leave yachting. And so the key for them would be how much do you think you need to live on? you know, what country are you going to live in? And are you planning on doing any work, for example, when you leave yachting? Or are you going to rely entirely on property rental income? Somebody else might say, I'm going to save and put a lot of money away as much as I possibly can, because I want to set up a business. And so for them, it's a very different approach, because their savings are going to be funding a startup. And so With them, it's talking about ensuring that the business is viable and how much they think it will cost to set up and run until it starts to make money. Then it's business plans and marketing, understanding the market that they're going into. And then, you know, a lot of the time people just need someone who'll be honest with them and say, actually, I can't see how it will work or it's a brilliant idea everybody needs someone that they can talk to and offer them a bit of sensible and unbiased advice mm. so that yeah there's there's lots of different ways that you can help
0: and what about the crew that don't have the big plan I mean I reached the age of 49 and I still don't know what I want to do in life it's you know it, a lot of people kind of stumble their way through life don't they and if they get this incredible job on a on a super yacht but they're, you know, they're in their early twenties. Mm-hmm. They don't have a big plan ahead of them. How do you help them?
1: You don't need to have one. I mean, you know, there's probably more people who work on yachts who just think, you know, what? It's an interesting job. It pays well, and I can save some money. You know, for a lot of people, it could just be as simple as I just want to buy a house. There's plenty of people we talk to who say, all I want to do is save a big deposit for a house. When I bought the house, I'm going home and I'll just get a normal job. And if nothing else, they've had great life experience and mm. they've paid a big deposit on a house, which ultimately reduces their day-to-day expenses for the rest of their life. Mm. And you know, it, that's a goal in itself. So, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, there's plenty of people who have, who have really big ideas and are super enthusiastic about their future and other people who just think, eh. I just want to save a bit of money.
0: Live day by day. Yeah, which
1: is fine. You know, I I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. Still don't really. Things just happen. And that's the thing that's exciting is that, Mm. you you know, I, I still don't know what's going to happen every day when I get out of bed in the morning, which I find fun. A lot of people would find really stressful, but it's putting yourself in a situation that you're happy to be in. And there's so many people you know probably the majority of people who they don't look at their life after yachting or what they're going to do after yachting as a particularly big thing they just want to be comfortable and not have the day-to-day pressure of having to pay a massive mortgage or you know having to work really hard just to get to the end of the month and still have money in the bank and that's absolutely fine if you save a small amount of your salary every month you buy yourself a house in an area you want to live in and then you come home and get a job and what yachting has done has made your life your day-to-day life a little bit less expensive you've achieved your goal
0: yeah and I think it's also important for crew who don't have their life mapped out for the next 20 30 40 years however long to still be thinking about the situation that they're in, that, you know, they have this great salaries that they're not going to be earning forever and to be thinking about putting some money away for when they are ready to make that decision rather than, you know, there's a lot of people that I've spoken to that have gone ashore, like you said, that have to do it twice because they've not thought about it, haven't saved a penny, they've spent all of their hard-earned wages, but actually if they'd have thought about just some financial advisory service where, you know, put some money away would have made that choice a lot easier.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, if somebody had done that to me when I was in yachting, the thing we say to pretty much every crew member we talk to is if you're British, especially, and we're doing your tax return, you're not paying tax. So take the money that you're not paying in tax and put that to one side. It's it's almost If you look at it in a particular way, free money, 20% of your salary every month, you would have had to pay in tax if you were working anywhere else. So put that to one side and it adds up quickly. Mm. And it's just working out what you want to do with it. Or we help you work out what you want to do with it, because there's lots of options out there, which we don't expect crew to know about or understand. That's what we're here for.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, make the most of it.
0: And it's, it's a good point, you know, disposable income having an understanding of the salary you're earning on board a yacht and the disposable income that you have from that lifestyle of working on board a yacht where you, you're not paying rent you're not paying mortgage you know when you do come ashore that must come as quite a shock
1: oh it's huge I, I don't know anybody who's left yachting and said oh this is all right um because it <laughs> It is it is a huge shock. I mean, you'll come from, best case scenario, working on a yacht, you have 95% or thereabouts disposable income, which is absolutely ridiculous because you do not have to spend any money if you don't want to. So, you know, a lot of people come from straight onto a yacht, get paid. The only outgoing you may have every month would be your phone bill. And with VSAT and satellite broadband, that sort of stuff on most yachts these days... You don't even have to spend money making phone calls anymore. So you've got huge disposable income. And then you come back, let's say you come back to the UK, get a half decent paying job in, I don't know, let's say you work in yacht management or something, which is a nice place to end up. You get paid well relative to the average salary in the UK. But most yacht crew would go, how do I live on that? Mm. Because all of a sudden you're paying tax, you're paying rent somewhere unless you've, you know, you've actually worked your life out and you've bought yourself a house and you have to get to work. You have to buy food. You have to pay for insurance. You you know, buy your own clothes that you go to work in. That's all new because you don't have to do that on a yacht. So it is important to get your head around, you know, how different financially your life is going to be when you come back from yachting. But at the same time, I think the the bit that offsets the shock is the normality in a positive way. I think most crew who come home go, oh, it's just so nice to be able to go home every night after work Mm. and sit in my house and do what I want to do. And I think the bit that a lot of people miss is how much value you place on that. If that's not as valuable as it should be, maybe you left yachting too early. But most people who leave yachting and come home are ready for that. They're ready for the normality and the home life and settling down in a good way. I think if you still look at that as "Mm, that's something old people do, then you're not ready to leave yachts yet. It's not the money. You come home because you want something else. And I think you will always be disappointed if you start comparing the salary that you're going to be offered working back in the UK or wherever you live with the salary that you're currently being paid on a yacht because they will never match.
0: No and I think there's joys on both sides isn't there you know yeah. it's, it's an absolute joy working on a yacht but actually when you come ashore it's the next stage of your life and you're in a fortunate position on yachts to be able to plan and make that next stage of your life more comfortable As long as you're prepared, you're prepared Mm -hmm. fully understand the change in lifestyle, the change in the cost of living and be prepared for it, then it should ideally be relatively smooth transition.
1: Yeah, I agree. You know, the, the one thing I remember talking to my wife about when I was ready to leave yachts is, you know, she said to me, and it's something I'll always remember, and I say this to a lot of crew, is leave yachting because you want to because you know you're ready for the next step mm. not because you feel like you have to or you're under pressure or you know a lot of people leave yachting because they're either about to have a baby for example so there's a lot of captains who might come home because their wives are pregnant or obviously there's female captains now too might say right it's time I want to I want to go home and move on to the next stage of my life but there's I think there's the wrong way to do it is do it because you, you found yourself in a position where you have to, because you don't ever want to leave yachting and resent the fact that you've had to come home, because that's starting the next stage of your life in a negative position, mm. you know, and if, if you always look back at it and go, oh, you know, if I would stayed another couple of years, I could have done this, you may never be happy, which is... Mm. You know, it's, it's, an, it's an unfortunate situation to be in, despite what caused it. You know, what causes it might be the happiest thing ever. Who knows? But leaving yachting when you're not ready to leave yachting isn't the right way to do it. Mm. And that's why I will still go back to saying, make a plan. You know, you have to be ready and willing to make the next step. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll never be happy.
0: You mentioned earlier about coming ashore and the shock of paying tax on a a wage. Can we talk a little bit more about that? Because I think there's a a bit of a misunderstanding amongst crew regards tax, you know, what they should be doing now as a seafarer. Mm -hmm. Could could you explain a bit more?
1: Yeah, sure. So this is something we discovered quite recently, recently as in the last couple of years, and, you know, specifically British crew, because we do tax for British crew. But I'm not going to say it applies across the board, because I'm not giving tax advice here. But the general rule, as far as crew are concerned, is that if you work on a yacht, you don't pay tax. Now, it's not necessarily true, because let's say you are a US citizen. US citizens are required to pay tax regardless. There are a couple of specific rules, which may allow you not to. But as a general rule, American crew I've worked with or worked for in the past are required to pay tax on their income, no matter what. But the difference being is British crew. So if you're a UK resident, and you work offshore, i.e. you're working on a vessel which is not operating in UK waters, then generally speaking, you're not required to pay income tax. Now, the thing that we learned is that A lot of crew believe that their salary is tax-free because they don't have tax deducted from their salary when they get paid every month. Um, And this was something that hadn't crossed my mind at all. It's completely wrong. And the difference is that working on a yacht, you're generally paid by either a management company or a payroll company, or on rare occasions these days, the owner's office. Because... All of the crew who work together, generally there's lots of nationalities, lots of different residential statuses, that kind of thing. It's very difficult for a payroll company to be registered for tax in all of the countries that all of the crew live in. Therefore, most contracts state that as a crew member, it is your responsibility to pay your tax and social security or national insurance in your country of residence so the responsibility is transferred to the crew member now the misconception i was just talking about is where crew think that they're tax-free because they don't have tax deducted that's completely wrong you may not have to pay tax and in a lot of situations you won't have to pay tax but the only way you know for sure is if you submit a tax return because then you are telling the government or the tax authority of the country that you live in, what your employment status is. So using the UK as an example, you're a seafarer, your home is in the UK, and you work on a vessel which operates outside of the UK waters for six months or more of the year, 90 plus percent of the time you qualify for a thing called the seafarer's earnings deduction, which means you don't pay tax but you have to do the tax return Mm. in order to qualify. So you can't assume because of your job and because nobody takes tax off you that you're tax-free. So that's the biggest misunderstanding that we've come across. Yeah, most of the time, yachting salary is tax-free, but you have to qualify for it. And if nobody knows what you do, they will always assume the worst. So let's say HMRC spots that you're getting paid into an offshore bank account, a few thousand euros every month, but there's no connection to your personal tax records, then they will assume that you are avoiding or, worse still, evading tax, which isn't a good situation to be in. And so the key to it is you must declare your income. It's a legal requirement now in the UK for crew who work offshore to declare their offshore income and if you don't and you get caught out for not doing it you can be fined by HMRC as a result which it's not a nice situation to be in.
0: No and does it have an impact on uh, when crew do come ashore?
1: Not having ever done a tax return puts you in a bit of a grey area because you have no records so you have in theory no real credit rating, credit history. Obviously, you've got a bank account, but if you bank offshore, then your earnings and your income are not necessarily visible. Therefore, you don't have a particularly good credit rating, which again impacts you when you try and get a mortgage, for example. It's not possible to get a mortgage if you don't have tax history in the UK. You know, if you're not a tax resident in the UK, it's very difficult to do things like set up ISAs, pensions, you know, any other forms of investments because technically speaking, you don't exist on any system. That's the massive value. And this is a thing that you know I learned the hard way is that by doing tax returns, you're in the system. So a crew member working offshore, getting paid whatever they get paid, doing their tax return, their tax return shows your income but it shows, you know, amount of tax owed as zero, generally speaking, but you're in the system. And so because you're in the system, you are classed as a UK taxpaying resident, which means that you can then apply for mortgages, you can set up pensions, you can set up ISAs, you can do all of the things which, as a crew member, you have the money mm-hmm. spare to invest into. Yeah. So they all go hand in hand. You know, and coming home from yachting, never having done a tax return, it's not necessarily going to trip you up because if you get a job, you will be paying tax and then you will go into the system, but you won't have any history. So things just take a little bit longer to get organised.
0: And we we talk about the UK, but this is the same on a global scale.
1: Yeah, it's the the same general principle. It's just you know we specialize in UK tax for UK crew, but the principle is the same across the world.
0: And is this something that your company crew family office can assist with? Yeah. Okay. So a crew member is listening to this right now, and they've decided they want to move ashore. They want to leave yachting, move ashore, get a job. What kind of options are open to crew? Do they need to stay in the maritime industry? I mean, it's quite a niche job working on a yacht. What are the transferable skills that crew will have that will help them move to a land-based job?
1: It's a really interesting question. So as a company, you know, my other companies too, we, we like to employ ex-crew because we're still in the yachting industry and we, we see the skills that crew have and that crew have developed over their time on yachts is really valuable and so I think the really important thing is that no you don't have to stay within the yachting industry you can do whatever you like but you have to recognize the fact that to move into a different area you have to have the skills or experience required to move into that area in order to get a job which I think a lot of crew would look at and consider worthwhile i.e financially worthwhile so I think the skills that crew come out of the industry with is ability to work under pressure, problem solving, thinking on your feet, attitude. You know, I think we we all know almost all crew you come across are very, very confident people, which is a really valuable thing to have, but you have to use it correctly. You know, attitude, positivity, it's not a skill, but it's a personality trait. It's so valuable, but you have to avoid... Letting that become or letting that show itself as arrogance, potentially. And I think that's a very fine line to walk sometimes. Ability to talk and ability to listen. You, know, you, you spend your time with a lot of very wealthy and quirky people. I think the ability to interact with those people on a daily basis is a really valuable skill, which you have to tell people about going for jobs is you have to be able to recognise in yourself what you are good at and you have to be able to present that to somebody else and make them aware of it, Uh, which is something that I really struggled with when I was interviewing for jobs after yachting. You know, if it's not on a piece of paper and you don't say it in an interview, the interviewer will always assume that that's not a skill that you possess because you haven't demonstrated it. And so, I think going for jobs is it's putting yourself in a position where you can show your qualities to a person interviewing you. But those qualities also have to be relevant to the job that you're applying for. Otherwise, you're not necessarily wasting your time, but, you know, you want to be able to do something that you're good at as a job. Otherwise, the other options are you know when you're planning your departure is do some training. You know, start learning Start doing courses, training to do things which you've been advised will help you or are skills which are required in the sort of job that you're looking for.
0: Yeah, I mean, especially for a rotational career as well, using your leave time to look at training, you know, invest in training. Again, career in a very fortunate position where they have the time and money to invest in their future, which once land-based, is a, is a lot harder.
1: Definitely. You know, rotational crew are in the perfect position, and there's so many more rotational crew these days than there ever have been before. So use your time. You know, you're, Most of the time, if you're on rotation, you're still getting paid when you're off. So yes, the yacht will normally pay, or a lot of the time a yacht will pay for the job-related training. You're going to have to pay for your own future. This is the only time in your life where you have the luxury of the amount of time that you've got to spend on, you know, developing yourself. And it's, you know, there's there's so many courses out there. Yeah, you know, a lot of crew are coming to yachting, having been through university or college, and they've got degrees, A-levels, higher national diplomas, whatever it happens to be. And if you're in that position, then, you know, maybe you're going to start looking for a job where your previous qualifications before yachting are... A requisite or prerequisite so it's it's just it's working out what you want to do and what you need to have to yeah. get there
0: yeah no it's it's very interesting so just to finish off then what are your top tips for crew thinking about moving their career ashore
1: plan it very carefully no matter what you think don't move too quickly you know just sit still take a minute to think about it and don't act you know a lot of people they make impulsive decisions and sometimes they're right but i think if you just sit on it for a little while and think and talk to people the best thing you can do is discuss your idea with somebody else you know a few people you know well and trust and then maybe someone you don't know at all because someone you don't know is much more likely to give you an honest answer so you know We do it a lot. People will call and say, can I run an idea past you? And, you know, that's what we're here for. We're here for advice. I'm always happy to talk to a crew member who's got an idea. Mm -hmm. Next thing is, once you've spent your time thinking about it, if you've made your decision and you know what you want to do, then plan. You know, this is probably the most common word in this conversation we've had, plan. You can't do it if you don't know when or how you're going to do it. And the planning part of, your departure from yachting could could go back five years or more because nobody wants to take a step and go. Oh, mm. I wish I'd done that before. So sit and think about it again. Going back to step one, and the third one is: I think you have to make sure that whatever it is you do, and this is going back to much earlier, is whether you've got a huge plan. You know, you've, you're super ambitious and you want to set up a, a huge company, or you just want to buy yourself a house and save a little bit of money. Make sure that whatever you do is something that makes you happy because life's too short. You know, yachting is a great career. Nobody does it forever. And so if you accept that and you accept the fact that it's got huge potential to put you in a really good position financially for the rest of your life, but it has to be something that you enjoy doing. Otherwise, yeah, it's a waste. A lot of people come out of yachting and they end up in a position which is brilliant. You know, and I've enjoyed every minute of what I've done since I left Yachts, but it's been hugely varied. And you go from setting up your own business, you go, you have massive highs and massive lows, but I smile every day and I enjoy the fact that I don't know what's going to happen next. That's not for everybody, but I think the key is I enjoy it and you have to enjoy what you do after yachting. Otherwise, life's not so much fun anymore, is it?
0: Great uh, message, John. <laughs> I, I know I love that. I'm uh, fully supportive of, you know, you're, you're put on this earth once. Mm, you know, just enjoy, relish every minute and love what you do. Exactly. Um, so just to close out, if um, anyone listening wants to get in touch with Crew Family Office and get some advice on setting up a business, savings plans, etc., how would they get in touch with you?
1: They can come through the website. The website is much more to the point and concise than I am. So it's probably the best place to start, crewfo.com. That's got all our contact details on there. You know, we've got social media pages. We're on Instagram, we're on LinkedIn, we're on Facebook, but everywhere you look. If you look for us, you'll find us. And we're always happy to talk. You know, all of the people we work with are regulated in their specific areas. So hopefully that gives crew a lot of comfort that we're not just a bunch of people who say, oh, you should do this or you should try that. You know, there's some genuine training and qualification behind there. You know, I'm kind of the ex-crew member who will talk to crew as a crew member. I personally don't give financial advice or mortgage advice or anything like that. We will pass you over to our regulated people. are trained and qualified to do that but I'm always happy to talk as you probably guessed (laughs)
0: fabulous and and just to summarize the advisors
1: pensions mortgages uh pensions mortgages so all, all um financial advice mortgages property investment foreign exchange banking tax obviously and things like your future planning or if you just want to you know chew over an idea
0: brilliant a great resource for for crew well thanks for joining us mark that was a uh, brilliant brilliant chat and i'm sure everyone listening will find it really useful and yeah have a think about your future people yes <laughs> thank you mark
1: my pleasure